Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy Podcast. I am your podcast host, Shay Patel. I got a little sore throat because it was an exciting weekend for me, so I hope uh, I don't sound too raspy. Today is marvelous. <laughs> marvelous Motivating Monday. I'm going to put two marvelous on there for various reasons. Um, so what I wanted to do is just do a celebration and hopefulness of unity. I decided to celebrate the president-elect and vice president-elect and just play their acceptance speeches. And I know you can find these all on YouTube, but I'm putting them together so you can listen to them together here. And I really hope that you guys really are open to somehow you don't have to be best friends in kumbaya as they say but somehow put america back to decency and respectful around the world because a lot of leaders were really excited about joe biden being president-elect and reached out to him it's really unfortunate that this monday there's still so much chaos um i hate that the republican party is being cheerleaders for fighting on and not accepting the results. I really, really hate that. And those same people doing that would be the first ones if it was reversed, uh, saying just uh, accept the loss and move on. But you know what? To be great, we have to come together. We don't have to be best friends and love each other. But we need to stop the fearfulness in this country because I was telling a lot of my friends, black and white and Asian and uh, Hispanic, that I fear just being black in America for four years, that is a scary feeling and that's without doing anything wrong. You know, we get a lot of things thrown at us just by being black, literally, and people really don't understand how serious it is. They think it's overreaction and it's not. So hopefully people will let this president and vice president elect be unifiers for our country so we can be the number one superpower in the world like we're known to be because unfortunately people don't want to accept the fact we are the laughing stock of the world right now and have been for the last four years and we need to bring some dignity back to the united and that's the key word united states of america so I just decided to just open it up, let you hear Joe Biden speak, and then let you hear uh, Kamala Harris speak respectfully and uh, have it all in one place. So I hope you enjoyed the speech and um, I'm going to let you listen to him. Thanks. Please welcome the Vice President-Elect of the United States of America, Kamala Harris. Because the length of your hair ain't long It may often criticize you for your skin tone Wanna hold your head high, cause you a pretty woman Get your girl with your stride, go and keep it going Girl, look at your life, just don't be myself Yeah, yeah, Good evening. 
good evening. Thank you, thank you. Good evening. So, thank you, good evening. So, Congressman John Lewis, Congressman John Lewis, before his passing, wrote, democracy is not a state, it is an act. And what he meant was that America's democracy is not guaranteed. It is only as strong as our willingness to fight for it. To guard it and never take it for granted. And protecting our democracy takes struggle, it takes sacrifice, but there is joy in it and there is progress because we, the people, have the power to build a better future. And when our very democracy was on the ballot in this election, with the very soul of America at stake, and the world watching, you ushered in a new day for America. To our campaign staff and volunteers, this extraordinary team, thank you for bringing more people than ever before into the democratic process. And for making this victory possible, the poll workers and election officials across our country who have worked tirelessly to make sure every vote is counted, our nation owes you a debt of gratitude. You have protected the integrity of our democracy. And to the American people who make up our beautiful country, thank you for turning out in record numbers to make your voices heard. And I know times have been challenging, especially the last several months. The grief, sorrow, and pain, the worries, and the struggles. But we have also witnessed your courage, your resilience, and the generosity of your spirit. For four years, you marched and organized for equality and justice for our lives and for our planet. And then you voted. And you delivered a clear message. You chose hope and unity, decency, science, and yes, truth. You chose Joe Biden as the next president of the United States of America. And Joe is a healer, a uniter, a tested and steady hand, a person whose own experience of loss gives him a sense of purpose that will help us as a nation reclaim our own sense of purpose. 
and a man with a big heart who loves with abandon. It's his love for Jill, who will be an incredible first lady. It's his love for Hunter and Ashley and his grandchildren and the entire Biden family. And while I first knew Joe as vice president, I really got to know him as the father who loved Bo. My dear friend, who we remember here today. And to my husband, Doug. <laughs> and our children, Cole and Ella and my sister, Maya, and our whole family. I love y'all more than I can ever express. We are so grateful to Joe and Jill for welcoming our family into theirs on this incredible journey. And to the woman most responsible for my presence here today, my mother, Shamala Gopalan Harris, who is always in our hearts. Uh, when she came here from India at the age of 19, she maybe um, didn't quite imagine this moment, but she believed so deeply in an America where a moment like this is possible. And so I am thinking about her and about the generations of women, black women, Asian, white, Latina, Native American women, who throughout our nation's history have paved the way for this moment tonight. Women who fought and sacrificed so much for equality and liberty and justice for all, including the black women who are often too often overlooked, but so often prove they are the backbone of our democracy. All the women who have worked to secure and protect the right to vote for over a century, 100 years ago with the 19th Amendment, 55 years ago with the Voting Rights Act, and now in 2020 with a new generation of women in our country who cast their ballots and continued the fight for their fundamental right to vote and be heard. Tonight, I reflect on their struggle, their determination, and the strength of their vision to see what can be unburdened by what has been. And I stand on their shoulders. And what a testament it is to Joe's character that he had the audacity to break one of the most substantial barriers that exists in our country and select a woman as his vice president. But while I may be the first woman in this office, I will not be the last. Because every little girl watching tonight sees that this is a country of possibilities. And to the children of our country, regardless of your gender, our country has sent you a clear message 
Dream with ambition. Lead with conviction. And see yourselves in a way that others may not, simply because they've never seen it before. But know that we will applaud you every step of the way. And to the American people, no matter who you voted for, I will strive to be a vice president like Joe was to President Obama. Loyal, honest, and prepared, waking up every day thinking of you and your family. Because now is when the real work begins. The hard work, the necessary work, the good work, the essential work to save lives and beat this epidemic, to rebuild our economy so it works for working people, to root out systemic racism in our justice system and society, to combat the climate crisis, to unite our country and heal the soul of our nation. And the road ahead will not be easy, but America is ready. And so are Joe and I. We have elected a president who represents the best in us, a leader the world will respect and our children will look up to a commander-in-chief who will respect our troops and keep our country safe, and a president for all Americans. And it is now my great honor to introduce the president-elect of the United States of America, Joe Biden. And there he is, bounding onto the stage. A few weeks short of 78 years old, determined not to show it right now, feeling this moment. Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., who will be the 46th president of the United States. Fist bump for these times. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris first brought together by Joe Biden's late son, Bo, who is Attorney General of Delaware. Kamala Harris served as Attorney General of California. They worked together. Had a warm relationship, tested during the campaign, and she went on the attack during the first debate, but they overcame that. And tonight, she celebrates being the first woman vice president-elect of the United States. fellow Americans and the people who brought me the dance, Delawareans. I see my buddy Tom Senator Tom Carper down there, and I think I think Senator Coons is there, and I think the governor's around. Is that Ruthann? And that former governor Ruthann Minner. Most importantly, my sisters-in-law and my sister Valerie. Anyway, folks, the people of this nation have spoken. They delivered us a clear victory, a convincing victory, a victory for we, the people. We've won with the most votes 
ever cast on presidential ticket in the history of the nation. 74 million. Well, I must admit it surprised me. Tonight, we're seeing all over this nation, all cities and all parts of the country, indeed across the world, an outpouring of joy, of hope, renewed faith, and tomorrow, bring a better day. And I'm humbled by the trust and confidence you placed in me. I pledge to be a president who seeks not to divide, but unify. Who doesn't see red states and blue states, only sees the United States. And work with all my heart, with the confidence of the whole people, to win the confidence of all of you. And for that is what America, I believe, is about. It's about people. And that's what our administration will be all about. I sought this office to restore the soul of America, to rebuild the backbone of this nation, the middle class, and to make America respected around the world again. And to unite us here at home, it's the honor of my lifetime that so many millions of Americans have voted for that vision. And now the work of making that vision is real. It's a task, the task of our time. Folks, as I said many times before, I'm Jill's husband. And I would not be here without her love and tireless support of Jill and my son Hunter and Ashley, my daughter, and all our grandchildren and their spouses and all our family. They're my heart. Jill's a mom, a military mom, an educator. And she has dedicated her life to education. But teaching isn't just what she does, it's who she is. For American educators, this is a great day for y'all. You're gonna have one of your own in the White House. And Jill's gonna make a great first lady. I'm so proud of her. And I'll have the honor of serving with the fantastic Vice President who you just heard from, Kamala Harris. Who makes history as the first woman, first black woman, the first woman from South Asian descent, the first daughter of an immigrant ever elected in this country. Don't tell me it's not possible in the United States. It's long overdue. And we're reminded tonight of those who fought so hard for so many years to make this happen. Once again, America's bent the arc of the moral universe more toward justice. Kamala, Doug, like it or not, your family, you become an honorary Biden, there's no way out. All those of you volunteered and worked the polls in the middle of this pandemic, local elected officials, you deserve a special thanks from the entire nation. And to my campaign team and all the volunteers and all who gave so much of themselves 
to make this moment possible, I owe you. I owe you. I owe you everything. And all those who supported us, I'm proud of the campaign we built and ran. I'm proud of the coalition we put together. The broadest and most diverse coalition in history. Democrats, Republicans, Independents, Progressives, Moderates, Conservatives, Young, Old, Urban, Suburban, Rural, Gay, Straight, Transgender, White, Latino, Asian, Native American. I mean it, especially for those moments, and especially for those moments where this campaign was at its lowest ebb, the African-American community stood up again for me. You've always had my back, and I'll have yours. I said at the outset, I wanted to represent this campaign to represent and look like America. We've done that. Now that's what I want the administration to look like and act like. For all those of you who voted for President Trump, I understand the disappointment tonight. I've lost a couple times myself. But now, let's give each other a chance. It's time to put away the harsh rhetoric, lower the temperature, see each other again, listen to each other again. And to make progress, we have to stop treating our opponents as our enemies. They are not our enemies. They are Americans. They are Americans. The Bible tells us to everything there is a season, a time to build, a time to reap and a time to sow, and a time to heal. This is the time to heal in America. Now this campaign is over, what is the will of the people? What is our mandate? I believe it's this. America has called upon us to marshal the forces of decency, the forces of fairness, to marshal the forces of science, and the forces of hope in the great battles of our time. The battle to control the virus, the battle to build prosperity, the battle to secure your family's health care, the battle to achieve racial justice and root out systemic racism in this country. And the battle to save our planet by getting climate under control. The battle to restore decency, defend democracy, and give everybody in this country a fair shot. That's all they're asking for, a fair shot. Folks, our work begins with getting COVID under control. We cannot repair the economy, restore our vitality, or relish life's most precious moments, hugging our grandchildren, our children, our birthdays, weddings, graduations, all the moments that matter most to us until we get it under control. On Monday, I will name a group of leading scientists and experts as transition advisors to help take the Biden-Harris COVID plan and convert it into an action blueprint that will start on January the 20th, 2021. That plan will be built on bedrock science. It will be constructed out of compassion, empathy, and concern. I will spare no effort, none, or any commitment to turn around 
this pandemic. Folks, I'm a proud Democrat, but I will govern as an American president. I'll work as hard for those who didn't vote for me as those who did. Let this grim era of demonization in America begin to end here and now. The refusal of Democrats and Republicans to cooperate with one another is not some mysterious force beyond our control. It's a decision, a choice we make. And if we can decide not to cooperate, then we can decide to cooperate. And I believe that this is part of the mandate given to us from the American people. They want us to cooperate in their interest. And that's the choice I'll make. I'll call on Congress, Democrats, Republicans alike, to make that choice with me. The American story is about slow yet steadily widening the opportunities in America. And make no mistake, too many dreams have been deferred for too long. We must make the promise of the country real for everybody, no matter their race, their ethnicity, their faith, their identity, or their disability. Folks, America has always been shaped by inflection points, by moments in time where we've made hard decisions about who we are and what we want to be. Lincoln, in 1860, coming to save the Union, FDR in 1932, promising a beleaguered country a new deal. JFK in 1960, pledging a new frontier. And 12 years ago, when Barack Obama made history, he told us, yes, we can. Well, folks, we stand at an inflection point. We have an opportunity to defeat despair to build a nation of prosperity and purpose. We can do it, I know we can. I've long talked about the battle for the soul of America. We must restore the soul of America. Our nation is shaped by the constant battle between our better angels and our darkest impulses. And what presidents say in this battle matters. It's time for our better angels to prevail. Tonight, the whole world is watching America. And I believe at our best, America is a beacon for the globe. We will not leave, we will leave not only by the example of our power, but by the power of our example. I've always believed, many of you heard me say it, I've always believed we can define America in one word, possibilities. That, in America, everyone should be given an opportunity to go as far as their dreams and God-given ability will take them. You see, I believe in the possibilities of this, of this country. We're always looking ahead. Ahead to an America that's freer and more just. Ahead to an America that creates jobs with dignity and respect. Ahead of an America that cures diseases like cancer and Alzheimer's. Ahead to an America that never leaves anyone behind. 
And America never gives up, never gives in. This is a great nation. It's always been a bad bet to bet against America. We're good people. This is the United States of America. And there's never been anything, never been anything we've been able, not able to do when we've done it together. Folks, in the last days of the campaign, I began thinking about a hymn that means a lot to me and my family, particularly my deceased son, Bo. It captures the faith that sustains me which I believe sustains America. And I hope, and I hope it can provide some comfort and solace the 230 million thousand Americans who've lost a loved one to this terrible virus this year. My heart goes out to each and every one of you. Hopefully this hymn gives you solace as well. And it goes like this. And he will raise you up on eagle's wings, bear you on the breath of dawn, and make you to shine like the sun and hold you in the palm of his hand. And now together, on eagle's wings, we embark on the work that God and history have called upon us to do with full hearts and steady hands, with faith in America and in each other, with love of country, a thirst for justice. Let us be the nation that we know we can be, a nation united, a nation strengthened, a nation healed, the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen, there's never, never been anything we've tried we've not been able to do. So remember, as my grandpa, our grandpa, he said when I walked out of his home when I was a kid up in Scranton, he said, Joey, keep the faith. And our grandmother, when she was alive, she yelled, no, Joey, spread it. Spread the faith. God love you all. May God bless America and may God protect our troops. Everybody, I just wanted to play both of the speeches and I wanted to play them today for Motivating Monday because the goal of Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy is to not only hold people accountable, but to build bridges and give hope and motivation and unity and make just America and the world a better place, not just America, but the world. So I think both of these speeches are very motivating. So I wanted to play them. And we need to remember, no matter what happens in any upcoming election or even this, we need to hold people accountable. That is one of the things that people do not do. And one of the things I learned during this podcast, and it's kind of surprising and sad, but I'm hoping that we can uplift people to want to do this. And that's that people do not do research. I just really am shocked of how much people literally just do social media. And I tell you, listeners, anything I say, go check it out if you don't believe it or you have questions about it. You know, I am a research person by nature. Ironically, when I was getting my science degree, I had to do a lot of research. So uh, I just end up loving it and being in the legal field for over 25 years. I really know how facts are important. I mean, reality, unfortunately, in some people's minds it are facts, even if they're not really facts. 
And, you know, one of the things we always say is that perception is everything. Something is perceived one way, whether it's factual or not, people just accept it. So do your research. I always encourage you. Anything I say on this podcast, go research it. You know, I'm a great researcher and I love research and facts and, of course, the law. (laughs) So I try to... um, do as much research before I talk about anything on any of my episodes, but I am a student at all times. Anybody that know me know that that is actually a literal uh, <laughs> comment is true. My daughter, who I won't say how old she is, but she's uh, in her 20s. She told me I was in school her whole life. So I am definitely a student at all times, but I'm always willing to learn. So tell me anything I've gotten wrong or something I need to improve. I definitely open uh, the doors to anything that can improve my knowledge and my sharing. So, you know, I like to always give my information at the end. Please give us a call at 404-855-7723. If you have any questions or comments, or you can send us an email at podcasthostshapeate19 at com. I ask that you follow us on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A as in Advocacy, capital L as in Ladies. And I definitely want you to follow us on Podbeam. Uh, I want to do live, as I always keep saying, but I don't want to do live with no audience. I need an audience. So I would love for you guys to follow me on Podbeam or any of your podcast, excuse me, podcast apps. I am on Google Play, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, and yes, Alexa, tune in. So I like to end my episodes with the question, what do you have to say? Thank you for listening.